What is up, Debbie peoples? We got another live one for you tonight, as always. No guests. You're stuck with me and Kyle, but you know what? We got some great content anyways. Uh, I am your host, Eric, at EK Baller. My homeboy, Kyle, is riding shotgun, as always. Kyle at KL Fantasy. Kyle, how you doing, bro? Hanging in there. You know, the usual. Uh, we have a tough morning and had a massive migraine, but we're here now. We're feeling better. Rejuvenated. You made it. You've got the internet today. That's like starting the show on a high note always. Something like that. We'll see. Hopefully it stays. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> uh, so today we're, we're, we're doing uh, a freshman supplemental mock for you guys. And that was, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. Wouldn't you say, Kyle, it was pretty fun to do? Oh, yeah. It got me hyped up. I mean, we did like three rounds. And when we finished those three rounds, I was ready to do like six more. He was like, let's keep going. And I said, no, we got to record a show. <laughs> but yeah. it, was, it was a good time. Definitely gets us amped about this class. Uh, this is probably the last you're going to hear from us about freshmen for a few weeks here until we get a little bit closer and, uh, you know, get some spring camp content and things like that uh, coming to you guys in a little bit. And then we're going to kind of pivot over to NFL draft stuff. For a little bit, I mean, we are like really a Debbie Campus Canton show. We try to do a little bit on on the NFL, the NFL players too, just kind of like the tail end of our process. Um, but man, it is fun to scout these young fellas. So without further ado, let's talk freshmen. Um, so we did the draft <laughs> before we recorded, so that we could have you know something palatable to relate to you guys about these guys as we. Go forward. And um, I guess, Kyle, you picked first, so lead us off. Yeah, so I picked Micah Hudson. Um, this one is kind of the no-brainer for me. I think Hudson is my 101, and anytime I have it, um, I mean, I understand the case for Jeremiah Smith. I think Jeremiah Smith is insanely talented as well. Um, but to me, Micah Hudson going to Texas Tech, an air raid offense, where he can be an immediate producer is um, just like the icing on the cake that puts him at the one-on-one for me, especially when we're talking about supplementals and we're talking about campus to Canton leagues where you're getting points for college side production and not necessarily in Debbie and Debbie. I definitely see a case for Jeremiah Smith going first, but um, I like Hudson in this format because I think he's going to be a super producer in the college level for three years. Yeah. Love it, man. I am also a big Hudson fan. Straight up, I prefer Jeremiah Smith just as a talent point, but it is impossible to dodge your point of Hudson likely producing as a true freshman and likely being the focal point of that offense for three years. Whereas Jeremiah Smith, it's more like maybe he gets some plays this year and then next year has a big role. Um, unlikely that he has like a Marvin Harrison sophomore season where he's like 1200 yards, but it could happen. Um, I mean, that room is thin right now, but yeah, man, I love Hudson. He has, I just incredible tape. Uh, I really do like all three of the top wide receivers in this class quite a bit, which is why I sneakily told you to pick first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think the one thing with Hudson though, is he did have uh, a small knee procedure a couple weeks ago. So, He's not really getting in there during spring practice, which is kind of disappointing because you'd hope he'd kind of be able to take over that role now. But I think he's still talented enough to be 
Um, especially after, you know, Miles Price and Jaron Bradley both transferred out. I think he's definitely talented enough to make that mark during summer and into fall. Yeah. Hell of a player. Okay. Um, no surprise. I did take Jeremiah Smith with the 102 in this draft. Um, now, if you guys don't know a lot about this class yet, uh, definitely check out the show Kyle and I did four weeks ago with um, Austin at Debbie Dietz from Campus to Canton. We went through all these guys in a lot more detail. We watched film on them. So please check that out. Uh, I can throw the link to those shows in the, the, the show notes of this one, if you like. But I mean, Smith is a different archetype than Hudson. Smith is the, the biggest, strongest, fastest, most athletic guy on the field in every bit of film you watch uh, for him in high school but i mean he's just he's just a stupid talented wide receiver uh really just like going up and getting the ball attacking it in the air has some ability to run routes at a you know, good level for an 18 year old uh particularly considering he's can just run by guys too uh but he had a little bit of releases and and some uh you know just just crazy acceleration he's a wild athlete so he, i have no doubt like like so, sometimes guys are are Ohio State recruits, and I'm like, I don't know if this guy's going to get on the field, or is he going to have to transfer out? Like, really, both everyone last year, you're, I preferred Tate to everyone else there, but like, you kind of had that sense, you know, until spring camp came along and Tate was immediately, uh, you know, favored. Uh, you weren't sure how they were going to fit into the offense, but Smith, I am not worried at all, man. This kid's going to play a little bit this year, and he is going to be a stud. It's just campus to Canton you're gonna have to wait for him a little bit but I mean this is a kid that I will be very surprised if he's not a first round NFL draft pick in a couple of years so uh, I'll anything else. he has he has two massive seals of approval uh, the first of which is 24 7 ranks him as the highest graded player in the class period at any position and the second of which is he was a priority for Brian Hartline who is the best wide receivers coach in the country and is um, the reason why Ohio State is just pumped out, guys. So, um, yeah. If those two go yeah. on, I'm, I'm there. I'll just say, we've been we've been doing these, like, freshman shows for a couple of years now, and even a year or two before that, I know you and I were both scouting freshmen. I, I can't remember really, like, watching high school film and liking someone more than I like Smith or Hudson. I mean, I love Stewart. I like Burden's film. But I like Smith more than Burden's high school film. Um, Stewart was just a different player. He's kind of more in the Hudson mold, right, where it just was just exploding all over the place and, uh, you know, reminding more of Garrett Wilson. But Smith was is just as dominant a high school player as I've seen. So stoked to have him. Uh, I would be hard-pressed if I had to pick between these two at the 101. I don't think I have to make that decision at all this year. Um, but that, that was my picks as well. Yeah, trade back to stay in the top four, though. Um, yeah, for sure. So I had the next pick, and I took the first quarterback off the board, and that's DJ Lagway. Um, I think both of us and also Matt Bruning, who was on our quarterbacks episode with us, are in agreement that DJ Lagway is the QB1 in this class. Um, he has, like, all the projectable skills that you love to see in a quarterback. He ran for almost a thousand yards as a senior through for almost 5,000 completed 72% of his passes. Like he just did everything correctly as a, as a senior last year playing in high level Texas football. Um, I mean, I just love, I think he's, he's like everything you want in a quarterback 
in this day and age. Like he's a fantasy cheat code in the future. Um, and he's like Anthony Richardson, but he's like more accurate coming out of high school. So Anthony Richardson ended up as like a top five pick and produced in his rookie season in the NFL. So I think uh, putting yourself on the lagway train is a, is a good, good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Tough to get around lagway as the QB one here. I, he's not the best passer in the class by it's not close for me and that, but just the insane athleticism and the rushing upside. And he's a good enough passer. Uh, like you said, he's certainly better than like Richardson was in high school. Right. Um, some lack of accuracy on some of his deep balls, but he's just a playmaker, you know, like reads the feel well, has good chemistry with his guys. He keeps his eyes down the field, scrambling, like always looking for the play. Um, just a ton of talent with this kid. Uh, tough to see him not succeeding. I feel like it's more of a lock that the QB two and three in this class are going to be like good college players, but I'd bet on Lagway being a fantasy football asset ahead of any of them. Uh, and, and I could see Lagway one one if you needed a quarterback. Um, but I'd rather, like you said, trade back if this is consensus. Although I don't know, man, I don't know about your league. So I play with a lot of people that aren't like in the campus of Canton discord or in the dashboard discord. And like, they'll be like way like drafting way off script from what like Austin and Colin and those guys will be talking about. So I could see in those leagues for me, lagway, just going one-on-one or like Julian saying going one-on-one, like it'll probably happen in one of my leagues at some point this year. I don't know. I think the only player that those guys are going to miss that we have near the top is Hudson. Um, you know, Smith is the number one rated player on 247. Lagway's the number one quarterback. Well, actually, no, saying is, but Lagway's number two. So, um, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, like, I feel like yeah, some great. people that, yeah, don't have the freshman guide or, or just whatever, just like the 247 rankings, which I, I definitely like them. I found value at times in seeing, um, drafting like high four stars that, you know, those guys didn't like uh, like Ted McMillan. I got a ton of shares at really good values because they were a little bit lower on him. Um, but you know, I've profited off that for sure. Although I traded one that hurt me last year. Um, all right. So at <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing better drafting off those rankings than any other service, at least. So. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely yeah, don't open sure. up the well, draft rankings. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. I don't just draft often either, but I do like tend to really know True. when like if I like someone's film and these guys are low on them, then I'm going to like have a high ownership because really like they affect ranking so much for, for most of the people we play with. Um, all right. So 104, I am taking the wide receiver three from this class. And I think that was consensus amongst all three of us. Right. Uh, Ryan Williams, all, again, I think all three of these guys are just like special talents. Uh, Williams is a really different archetype in either one of them. Um, I mean, how, how much did he weigh? Do you remember? Oh, 165. Yeah, he's really is like, like topically today, he's very much in the Xavier worthy vein. Like, I think that's like a lot of who he is as a player. Um, I, I did think that he he had a little bit played a little bit bigger in his high school film, like definitely going up and getting it um, in a way, like not to keep using Garrett Wilson's name, but Garrett Wilson's not a huge receiver, but he, he just can high point the ball. Like no one has amazing body control. I think Ryan Williams has some of those assets for sure. And like this kid is definitely like four, three speed, at least just 
playing at a completely different speed than everyone else on the field on every play in his high school tape. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked to get him. I hope to have a, a lot of roster ship of him. And we know the wide receiver room in Alabama ain't what it used to be. So there's a world where this kid gets on right away. I do feel like he's kind of probably playing the same role as Isaiah Bond, but oh, Bond's out though. Bond's at Texas. So, Bond's at Texas. Uh, Malik Benson, I guess, you know, would be the other kid there. But did he Benson's transfer to Florida State? <laughs> yeah, right. So, all right. So Ryan Williams looking likely to get snapped to me. Uh, what do you think about Williams? Yeah, I mean, personal best track time of 10 4 9 in the 100 meter dash is stupid. Um, stupid, yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, he did get the Alabama weigh in and they, they didn't bump his weight any. Um, so he is listed as 6'1, 165 on their, their website, um, which usually, you know, even if they don't weigh 20 more pounds, they'll give it to him just because. So a little disappointing on that front, but. Um, right. Yeah, I think he's a he's a possible game breaker in the future. So uh, definitely yeah. a great pick for you there. God, even if he puts on ten pounds of muscle, he's still coming in like close enough to a prototype size. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's uh, got the frame too. He's six foot. He can he can do that for sure. Yeah. All right. I picked next to one hundred and five, and I went straight back to the quarterback. Well. Um, I think I picked like way more quarterbacks than you did in this draft. It's something in the beginning, I, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I I do love my quarterbacks and I think Dylan Rayola is a damn good one as well. Um, he's kind of been like the prodigal son of this, this, uh, this cycle for the past three years. He's um, him and Aaron Nolan have been the guys who's everybody's looking at. And then, We've kind of gotten some prospect fatigue with both of those guys, and same way we're doing with Caleb in the in rookie drafts right now. But um, I think Rayola is a guy who can elevate this Nebraska team. I, he's very reminiscent to me of like a Patrick Mahomes uh, with a big arm, lots of different arm angles. He can throw it kind of like a shortstop turning a double play. Um, and I think he he's more athletic than his rushing yards <laughs> led on. Obviously, I think negative rushing yards as in his high school career. But um, he, he has that ability to extend plays um, in a way like Mahomes does, even if he's not looking to run the ball down the field like some other guys are. Um, and and I think the, the, the depth chart at Nebraska is wide open, and I, I do have faith in Matt Rule to develop quarterbacks, um, even if you know his, his expertise in the NFL didn't happen quite the way that we expected. He's been very good at the collegiate levels, so – I think Rayola can work under his tutelage. Um, obviously, just one interception his senior season, so takes care of the ball, is an accurate quarterback, and just has all those like fancy um, abilities that we love to see come draft time. So I really like Dylan Rayola. Yeah, no, I love Rayola as well. He probably would have been next for me. I think that's going to be a pretty chalky pick in that region. Right. I think the top three wide receivers are like a tier and the and then like Rayola, I think is like the tier two of the quarterback class, like by himself. I don't think anyone's really going to argue about that unless some things really change in spring ball or, you know, leading up to the season. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a solid pick. I love Rayola too, man. His just arm is just stupid. Just, just moon ball after moon ball. And I, I did think coming into the show that we did with uh, with Matt about the quarterbacks, I thought Rayola just from having watched his film, but not really gotten to the stats that much. I thought he was, had some rushing upside, some escapability, at least. I don't think he's 
nearly like as explosive an athlete as Mahomes. Like Mahomes is like flying, like he's impossible to catch, but Rayola definitely keeps his eyes downfield, has some elusiveness, steps up well, rolls out well, um, you know, and then had had some rushing touchdowns on the film that I watched. So yeah, I think um a little bit more upside there than um the stats would lead you to believe. Uh, okay. At uh six here, I took TJ Moore. Uh Wide receiver going to Clemson. We do know Clemson has produced some wide receiver talent over the past decade. And uh, I think TJ Moore's got a good shot at being another guy in that lineage. I know there's a couple of guys there that you and I like a lot already. I mean, Tyler Brown, I think, is a star. Uh, definitely has NFL upside. Antonio Williams, I'm souring on a little bit for NFL upside. I just really wanted to see more from him last year. He was dinged up, so I'm, I'm hopeful that that's, that's what it was. Um, but the only other guy I really cared about there was Collins, and he, correct me if I'm wrong, he transferred out, right? Notre Dame. Yeah, what a crazy decision by him, man. I don't, I don't know. Just not known for it. Well, I guess they get a new system, though, right, this year? Not really. New new coach, same system though, right? Anyways, I wouldn't want to be a wide receiver at Notre Dame. Seems like a bad career decision for him. Um, but look, uh, I, I like T.J. Moore's tape a lot. Uh, you and Austin are both fairly high on him. Um, there was a kind of like a, a cluster of guys, and, and I've done a lot less work on this class than you two have for sure. Cluster of guys that I liked about as much as more, but uh, you know, I do trust Austin as much as any analyst in this, uh, you know, doing this kind of freshman work, but you know, just, I thought the kid just killed it downfield, just nice breaks, sudden. Uh, he had a nice sluggo on the tape. I love guys that could run routes for a little bit more uh, savvy to them, uh, even as high school students. And I just love guys that get separation and can open deep and, and do work. And man, he's got all those qualities. Um, you know, really, that's the priority for me. The wide receivers can get open. I think that's your job. Get open, you can catch the ball. Athletic, big, strong, fast can all come after that for me. So, um, yeah, Kyle, what do you think about Moore? Is he would he would have been would he, would he have been in consideration for your next pick? Um, he should be. Um, I should pick him. I probably wouldn't have because I probably would have forgot. But. <laughs> He is my wide receiver four in the class, so I probably sh should be taking him here. Um, to me, he's very reminiscent of another Clemson wide receiver, and that's T. Higgins. Um, you know, six foot three, explosive at the catch point, just a big vert, and also already tall. So, um, just wins every jump ball, um, has great hand eye coordination, and, and can also like run after the catch. So, I do love TJ Moore as well. I think he's a future first rounder. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think he's got the potential to be more athletic than T, but I get the style comp for sure. Uh, all right. What you got? I took Jojo trader here. Um, kind of obviously out of my ranking um, order. Cause I, he's my wide receiver seven, or at least was when we met, when we did that show. Um, he's a guy who's grown on me though. Um, I, I like his combination of ability and um, possibility. Um, going to Miami, there's not much there. I mean, Xavier Restrepo is obviously going to be the guy this year, and and he's great and everything. But, but um, 
behind that, they don't have much. And I think JoJo Trader is an elite wide receiver who can really help elevate that offense. Um, and, you know, he can play the Z, he can play the slot. So I think he'll, he'll find a role alongside Restrepo as a freshman. And, um, you know, he was just electric at Shamanon. I mean, obviously behind Jeremiah Smith. So you can't not, you can knock his stats a little, but I mean, he was playing behind the best wide receiver in the country. So 757 yards as a senior, 14 receiving touchdowns, 16 yards per catch. I mean, he's a big play threat out of the slot and just made things happen with the ball in his hand. So I like, I'm liking Jojo Trader more and more that I think about it. So he's a guy who's climbing for me right now. Yeah. And he'd had, I forget, was it Matt brought it to our attention or you found it right after, but there was some buzz, like some significant buzz about him in Miami, either like during when we were having that show, we were, we were reading it or right after we were talking about it. But I, I love that, man. I'm a big buzz chaser with the freshmen of uh, the coach ain't talking about him. I think it, certain coaches talk more than others and talk to the beat reporters and are more reliable. Like sometimes these guys just come out of the nowhere like ninjas, but a lot of the guys that are going to be stars, you start hearing about it about this time of the year. So I'm definitely in on Trader, although I uh, was not high on him coming into that show. Love the pick. Um, all right. My next pick was Mylon Graham. And this is one that, like, I don't know if I take him here in an actual rookie draft with the 108 just because of what we were saying. Like, can Mylon Graham get on the field at Ohio State? Um, I don't know. Um, sometimes we think we know who the guy is and then it's not like Malik neighbors was a great example of that. He was the third, the third most highly recruited, uh, receiver in his class. I had some shares just from like throwing rando darts at guys in good systems. Um, and then I took a lot of him his second year after seeing him outperform the five stars there, but I don't know. I mean, it could happen, but like to Jeremiah Smith, if Jeremiah Smith wasn't as outstanding as he is, and I didn't love Carnell Tate as much as I do, I would feel a lot better about Mylon Graham because I really did like his tape. Um, I just, it's hard to see him playing much at all this year, unless we get to that, like gets in on some blowouts, gets in on some bowl games. Uh, something like that. But I mean, he's got real speed. He, he's, he's a yak guy too, just explosive. Um, you know, I think he had some return touchdowns in his high school, fi- you know, fil- film. Um, and I just, I love players. I think, I think one of my favorite qualities of wide receiver is when they're both a downfield guy and getting yards after the catch downfield. And you saw that in his high school film, like him catching like a deep or an intermediate pass, and then making guys miss, like that's a special skill that not a lot of talented wide receivers even have. Um, so I do like this kid an awful lot. I think he deserves to be ranked where you have him, pure talent. I just don't know if, uh, like, are you signing up to take a year one zero here with this? You know? So I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I, I honestly think you are. Well, Trader's going up. Graham is the one who's falling down. For me um the more the more i consider it the more i get concerned about the quality of play that he was playing against in in indiana um i think that's a huge huge knock on him for me um you know i'm gonna have to see some hype out of ohio state camp for me to to get back on the gram train but for now i don't think i'm gonna be taking him where i would have to take him to get him 
Um, I think he's one of the wide receivers who's going to fall below a couple of the running backs for me. So, yeah, more of like yeah. a mid second, I think maybe I would take him, but yeah, right. Where you land in any other P five school, I would be much more comfortable with this ranking of him and taking him at the back half of the first. Um, look, even in his shares that you took around. So I, I don't know. I say that, but like, I took Carnell Tate in this spot every time I could get him last year. And that was great. But again, I thought he was the guy because of early buzz over Ennis at that point. Um, but then I took a couple Ennis shares just to cover myself because I liked Ennis's tape. And now those shares have probably lost value. You know, I mean, if Jeremiah Smith gets on the field this year, it might be at Ennis's expense. Uh, it's just hard to say, you know, and then, you know, what if he doesn't play this year and he transfers out and now he's a junior? My analytic model is going to hate him, you know? I mean, we get these, uh, what's the kid from UCF right now? I don't Not know. Burton, but he was whatever, an Alabama transfer, right? UCF, Javon Baker, right? Now he's he's getting some buzz, but like, I don't know. He's like a junior breakout, had to go to a lower level competition to get snaps. It's just really tough to... Uh, feel awesome about that profile, particularly in campus at Canton, um, where like you're losing out on that production, um, you know, for several years uh, at the college level. So uh, I don't know. I probably also sliding down my board a little bit, but I will still be interested if he becomes a value, you know, like he falls to wide receiver 10, 11, 12, then I think you take the shot on the talent at that point. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, for my next pick, I went to the guy I probably should have taken before, and that's Perry Thompson, um, a guy that I know you aren't very high on, so I did kind of, you know, take that opportunity to let him fall a second. So, um, you know, heading to Auburn, I, I love this fit. I mean, Hugh Freeze needs some wide receivers. I think he – I personally think he's better than Cam Coleman, um, so I would draft Thompson before him. So, I obviously, I did that at the 109 here. Um, 6'3", 205. Just the electric at the catch point, um, just runs routes really well. Um, I I don't have a ton of knocks on Perry Thompson, and I, I love the fit. I love the ability for him to grow alongside Walker White, um, and I love the coaching staff at Auburn. So I, I think this is a, a match made in heaven, and I'm going to be targeting Perry Thompson quite a bit in this later half of the second round or the first round. Yeah. I remember now I, I had a hard time kind of sorting out my thoughts versus like our show notes from the earlier shows. But Thompson was some one guy that like, as we were watching with Austin and I was rewatching his film, I did warm up to him a lot. Uh, I think I started to see a little more just real playmaking ability from him there. I mean, my initial knock was that like, he just didn't really seem to get a lot of separation downfield, but it might've been, might have been a focus thing by the scout rather than, uh, you know, the the talent of the player on that. So uh, you guys were all high at him. He definitely warrants another look from me. And then I was also down on on him for the landing spot. But you're right. Freeze is going to make that program hum. Uh, someone's going to be the beneficiary. Who is there to stand in his way right now? Not much. You know, so he could be an, an easy, uh, an easy break to year one zero guy with, with some significant upside because the athleticism's for sure there. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Um, I broke the running back seal here. 
Um, there's there's a lot of reasons to be a little bit uh, timid about drafting Frazier, but the talent I think is is there. It's just not. Um, I, I don't know. It's not the same kind of otherworldly talent as you would like to see at the top of the class. But I mean, this kid's film is really good. I mean, he's a he's a, a tackle breaker. Uh, I thought he had really good vision. Uh, just really just dragging guys on film, like tough to take down. Um, and then his athleticism is, is legit. He was in the top 10, um, you know, Capus to Canton has the athletic comps tool and the athletic sortables and, and he's in the top 10 prospects in the class, uh, in pure athleticism. I think he's top five actually. Uh, no, he's like 10, but, um, you know, prototypical size, five, nine, two Oh six, um, some passing game work in high school, not as much as you'd like to see, um, you know, and I think he's going into a room that there's obviously a lot of bodies ahead of him. No one that's really done it yet. I mean, Branson, we like, he hasn't really done it. ATN. Um, who's it? Yeah, oh, ETN came in this year. Right, right, right. But after that, um, I don't think any of the other guys have really done it. So he wasn't getting on the field this year. Anyways, it's the question is like next year, can, can, um, you know, can Branson keep him off the field? Can the other kid, Paul from last year, keep him off the field? Um, or do they bring in another transfer? That, those are my questions. But I, I think he can be as good as either of the other two younger players on that team. Uh, so worth taking a shot here. I think the, the, the thing is, like, once ETN is gone, there's not another guy on this roster who has the same skill set and archetype. Um, you know, right. both the Robinsons, Paul to some extent, are more of like bruisers. They're gonna they're they're big backs. They're gonna kill you up the up the gut. Uh, but Frazier's more of like a, a, a faster, you know, smaller, twitchier guy. Um, can kind of feel like a James Cook role for Georgia, that, um, which was obviously very successful for for, that, for them in the past. Um, a ten five eight hundred meter dash. Obviously, can't, coming into college at two oh five when all those other backs on the roster are at two twenty. I think Roger Robinson's at two forty right now. So. Um, I mean, yeah, this is a guy who, you know, was playing wide receiver up until his junior season too. So I think he, he can be an asset in the receiving game, um, especially once ETN is gone. Cause obviously um, ETN as a junior is probably better that, that than Frazier as a freshman. But um, yeah, after that, I think he definitely can find a role. Yeah. And I do like ETN too. I think he's, he's an NFL player. He's a day two guy for sure, in my opinion, but yeah. And honestly, I don't think Frazier looks like a little speed back though. He, breaks a lot of tackles, you know, and he's not, <laughs> he's not playing your rando Indiana competition either. He's a matter day. He's playing the national schedule. So uh, I, I think my calm for him was, uh, but who's the guy that got all the carries last year? Dejun for Georgia. Edwards. Yeah. Like fast Dejun Edwards. That's what I think Nate Frazier is. And that's a damn good thing to be. Dejun Edwards fast. He would have been an NFL player. Um, he still will be, but it'll be like a UDFA, you know, and kick around on, on, on a practice squad. Um, but yeah, enough said about that. This next pick surprised me, Kyle. Did it? I don't yeah, know. I, just I don't think, think you were, it should be surprising. It, it shouldn't be. I just didn't think you liked saying very much. I mean, he's my QB three in the class and I, I, I don't think it's very close. I mean, this is like the last guy in a tier for me. Um, I, I, I do think He's probably in his own tier, honestly, but I do think he's pushing Rayola, honestly. Um, 
especially going to Ohio State. Honestly, I, I probably would have preferred Alabama, you know, him taking over with DeBoer, but um, apparently DeBoer has this thing for Austin Max. So um, going to Ohio State's not a bad thing for saying either. Um, 74.5% completion percentage as a senior, just like the most accurate quarterback in the class, in my opinion. Great downfield processor. Um, he's going to stand in the pocket and just make every play, make the correct decision most of the time. Um, and I think that's what Ryan Day wants. Um, and I think that's something that they surprisingly haven't recruited recently. Like Keinholz isn't that guy. Um, uh-huh. Will Howard is, like isn't Holstein. really that guy either. Um, yeah. um, Devin Brown isn't really that guy. Um, yeah. Kyle McCord was that guy, but not to the extent that Saiyan is. Um, so I, I think Saiyan is what Ryan Day really wants to play at quarterback. I don't, because it, it seemed like for years that he doesn't want his quarterback to run um, unless they really have to. So I don't know. I, I think Saiyan is the future at Ohio State. I think Ohio State's always going to have good weapons. I think Saiyan is talented enough to not only just thrive because of those weapons, but push them, elevate them even further. Yeah. So I, I I was being greedy. I actually like saying at least as much as Rayola. Uh, I just thought his tape was slightly better, just doing some different stuff. Um, uh, Rayola's got like maybe a slightly better deep ball, but like that's Rayola's whole tape is just like forty yard pass, forty yard pass for a touchdown. <laughs> uh, I, I thought I thought you I saw some different stuff out of saying, and I really liked his ability to process. Like you can see him going through some reads. You see him having accuracy all over the field. And then just, I love like drafting the Ohio state quarterback, the back half of the first round. I really thought I'd get him at the next pick. Um, otherwise I probably would have drafted him maybe where TJ Moore went. If not, then instead of Mylon Graham. So I'm going to keep that in mind. I'm going to have to up the ante with saying a little bit, if I want him take him the middle part of the first round and, and I'm willing to do that. I just don't see him not being a superstar college quarterback and an NFL draft pick shit happens right i mean but i just the the what i see is the things that i think are going to translate to to the next level and to the professional level yeah i mean i I think like you said though at the beginning of the show he's a guy who might get pushed up amongst those of us who aren't paying quite as much attention um yeah because he's you know highly highly graded by pretty much every service so uh, yeah yeah Yeah. um i don't know I'm, i'm willing to take him as high as five or six, if I have to, I just think he's going to produce and probably go to the NFL. Even if he's Mac Jones in the NFL, it's still a value gain from where you're taking him here to that first round in the rookie draft. And if you think he's going to be average at the NFL, then sell Kirk cousins. You know what I mean? Like, what'd you say? If he's Kirk, if he's Kirk cousins, you're, you're balling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, for sure. Um, all right. I took Cam Coleman next. I think Coleman's Tuffy Bell. I feel like you, I, and Austin all kind of felt similarly about him. Are you going to put his, yeah. Where like, I don't think he's a good receiver right now. He definitely didn't seem to run routes. He didn't seem to separate, but just the raw athleticism um, and the, the ability at the catch was so impressive that I feel like he's still, worth the pick generally in this round. I, I'm going to be honest too. I just wasn't sure where to go with the draft at this point. Um, but I mean, you're kind of betting on talent um, with this. Uh, 
I don't know. Also, he's, I guess I like. He's also still seventeen. Like as we speak, he's seventeen, and he'll be seventeen until August. So, yeah, and just I mean, like my my actual notes on him. Oh, let me read. Uh, ba 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 ba. Where are you, Cam Coleman? Oh, there you go. And he's like second in the in the in the uh, consensus rankings too, right? So, uh, yeah, at least he was yeah. when we did the first show. Just like wild body control, he had some releases, but just like ridiculous ability after the catch. I mean, the kids, he could probably play running back, right? Just like has that like aggressive uh, mm-hmm. running style, nice transition to a runner, catching the ball. So a lot to like, but you are like massively betting that he can be developed because right now he is not skilled at the skills a wide receiver needs. I, I do think it's a better bet for a guy who's under 18, honestly. Um, yeah. So I can see it. I won't argue it too uh, much, even though I do think I like Thompson a little more. I hear you. Um, that is the third round. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I have the second round here. Right. There we go. <laughs> well, that's the first okay. round, so we'll, we'll go into the second here. Um, still just going back and forth the same way, no snake or anything, but, um, all right. Yeah. I mean, we, we get into some, some questionable choices here. I think, I mean, really like, I, I think the next three running backs are, are good. Pick. I think that's where the, the draft probably should go. And then after that, it's kind of like, where do you want to take it? I mean, after yeah. that, I don't blame you for drafting anyone. Um, I, I think Davis, Durham, and Martin are, are in a tier here, but after that, it's it, we kind of get to the part of the draft where where you can just take the guys you like, and yeah, there's not for sure. Yeah, like I'm looking back at this, and I, I thought I was gonna have more like regrets just because we were both kind of flailing our way through it, but I, I don't think there's a ton I'd change about this really. Maybe, maybe some picks sliding up or down. I feel like Matthew should have gone earlier for sure. I I thought you weren't as high on him despite him being Tennessee. So I let him slide a little bit, but I guess once you lead us off about Cam Davis and we'll talk through it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll try to go a little faster here. Uh, yeah. I took Cam Davis with the 201. He's my RB one in the class. I think he's just a fantastic athlete, uh, very fluid as a runner. Obviously he's playing quarterback in high school. So a bit of a tough eval on that, but um I think he's just an excellent rusher of the football. Great with the ball in his hands and, and just makes people miss all the time um, and, and also has some power to him. He's perfect size already. He's 5'10", 220. Goes through the Mike Norvell system, and he's just great at developing running backs. So um, Cam Davis is, is my RB1 in this class, um, so so I'll take him at the 201 here. Yeah, uh, and I definitely have to move Cam up a little bit, I think. I see it. The upside is there. It's real. It's ridiculous. More NFL upside, I think, than um, the other top five backs in this class, I think, just already has the size, has that crazy fluidity. You're taking a shot on him developing because, again, he doesn't really play the position right now, but um, the upside's there. You definitely have a type at running back, too, Kyle. So, um <laughs> Don't we all have a type? Isn't it? Isn't everybody have the same type? You know, big guys who. Well, yeah, I know, fast, but big, big guy runs You like, but yeah. are also agile. Agile. I, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I um, don't like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
All right, moving on. Um, yeah, we'll try to pick this up, try to get this show done in an hour if we can. So Caden Durham, who was actually our guest, Josh, uh, at uh, CFF Guys, this was his RB1, and for good reason. I mean, uh, obviously it's topical right now, coming out of the 2023 season, but like you watch this kid play, and you can't help but see some flashes of Devin A. Chain. He just has like that type of speed, that type of elusiveness doesn't have that skill running up the gut yet, doesn't have that physicality yet, but he's an 18-year-old high school player, right? Um, you know, he's got time to turn into that player, and he definitely has the talent. He definitely has the juice to get there. Um, I think he's going to be at least a prolific college player, um, you know, unless we're really missing something or you really just can't get it at the next level. Uh, this kid's a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Just really, just like the most electric tape of, of uh, any any back in this cycle. Um, so you were a little bit lower on him than Josh, but I, I had him as my RB2. Um, I hadn't watched Davis, though, so I might take issue with that at this point. <laughs> but, man, the, the kid's fun as hell to watch. So uh, you got anything on Durham, Kyle? Um, my type is not a fan of 5'9", 195. <laughs> but... Um... Hey, yeah. He's not going to be I mean, 195 as a senior, though. Like, well, yeah, but is he going to be 210? I don't know, I, dude. A chain Gibbs, is like, he, like <laughs> is he, he has that kind of like electric liquidity, like, you know what I mean? Gibbs, Gibbs was what, like 190, like at the combine. So, you know, I don't know. I'll bet on the juice at a certain point. That's fair. I can see it. Um, I don't really trust Brian Kelly's usage of running backs, and this is another thing. But um, yeah, it hasn't we'll, been good the past we'll couple on. years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I got Quinton Martin at the two hundred three here. Um, he's a guy who is listed as an athlete for most of his uh, recruiting. And I mean, my my one concern is to not having an RB one in this class. Is I, I'm not sure he is a running back. But, I mean, he's 6'2", 200, which is almost too big. Um, but he, he he moves really fluidly for a guy who's 6'2". Um, has some power to his game, obviously, at 200 pounds. And then also caught 53 passes as a senior. Um, so, I mean, he's a guy that I think can fill, like, all kinds of roles. And he's going to Penn State, who, you know, has recruited running back really well. Um, so maybe he has an issue getting on the field originally. But I, I, I just think the talent is too good. And um, he's definitely – in that tier with Cam Davis for me. So um, I will take the discount here and take him at 203. Yeah, he's super talented. He would have been my next pick as well. Um, you're just like, what role is he going to play in college? I know Penn State's used Kadron Allen really well in that pass catching role. If he can do that and you know pick up on that, um, that role and expand on that. I mean, he's definitely an electric runner as well. Um, so you have to maybe wait a little bit to really get him. Uh, and maybe he's not even the lead back next year if one of those guys comes back. But, I mean, the juice is there. 6'2 is just tall for a running back. There's a really narrow kind of range of comps that succeeded the next level. We see these guys every year, like Ingram, right, a couple of years ago. And last year, I'm sure there was one. They can have a tough time uh, in the NFL. Uh but I don't know if he can put on 15 pounds, which isn't unrealistic, then he could get, you know, the size up to a level we want. But yeah, the receiving chops are why you're drafting him. I just don't know if he, does he become like a wide back? That might be the best use for him. Put him in a Debo Samuel type role. 
like really a hybrid role. And that's sometimes not desirable uh, transitioning to the next level. All right, so I, I broke my seal on the quarterback position here. I really thought Saiyan would be the first guy to hit my roster, but Luke Cromenhawk, um, you know, Matt is really high on this kid. I had him as like QB4, like right about where I'm taking him. And uh, just like the kid is the definition of tools, uh, just like some ser serious wheels, you know, for a guy, he, he ain't Lamar Jackson, but like, Good straight line speed, willing to run with the ball, but definitely, you know, kind of gets through gets through his progressions, tries to pass first, but can run when he needs to. But you're just drafting this kid for the tools, and you're drafting him because Jordan Travis um, was really productive at FSU. And if Cromenhawk can kind of round out the edges and develop a little bit, he's going to be a beast for CFF for you. And he's of a type where he certainly can have some NFL upside. So I'm happy to get him in the second round. I think it's a worthy pick here. Yeah, Kerman Hoke's definitely a guy I would be targeting. I was kind of hoping I could get him. Um, so I was a little bummed when you took him. But, um, I mean, just like superbly athletic, I think um, very much in that like Jordan Travis mold but with NFL size. Um, so I think he can definitely succeed in this Norvell offense in the future and, and really, uh, also make the league. Um, my next pick here at the two Oh five is where we are was Bryant Wesco, the other Clemson wide receiver. Um, and I think Clemson did a hell of a job this year with their wide receivers. Cause this is a guy who's just great all around in my opinion. Um, you know, comes in at 62 and 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 plays like it um and just has like some supreme track numbers stupidly athletic um like a 48 foot triple jump i think um uh, i don't have i do have it somewhere i know six foot two high jump 22 foot long jump that's not <laughs> that's surely not right but that's the way it's written down uh, I don't know, um, <laughs> but just obviously has an insane explosiveness. Um, went for a thousand yards as a junior. Obviously, only played seven games as a senior, but but got six hundred nineteen receiving yards and thirteen touchdowns in those seven games. Um, there's not much that I need to see Bryant Wesco improve on, um, but he doesn't really have an elite trait either. Is kind of the issue. Um, but I'll, I'll take my chance on a guy who's who's good all around and you know has that top end speed, um, even if it's not quite elite. He does have like NFL level, um, and you know he he can run routes already. He 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 makes good contested catches um, and creates a lot of separation at the top of his routes. So I'm a big fan of Wesco, um, and he's somebody I'll be targeting in the middle of the second. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a ton on Wesco, but I definitely think one of these guys is going to get on the field this year. Could be Wesco, you know, sometimes it's a value pick like we were talking about earlier. They just don't have that, like, dominant outside wide receiver right now. Randall hasn't developed the way they wanted. Collins is gone. So I think one of these two players is going to have early opportunity. And, uh, you know, we've definitely seen them develop the position well in the past. So I'm on board with you there. Um, and we're we're just an injury back. away from having both of them on the field, maybe too. So, for sure. I mean, look, Antonio Williams missed a lot of time last year. 
uh, it happened that gave Tyler Brown some early opportunity. Uh, I went back to the running back position and I'll say I probably one draft. I don't know, like three of my four last picks have been running back, but we're also drafting every other pick here. So it's kind of, you know, not really realistic for our team. I probably wouldn't be trying to load up this hard if I had all these picks. I'd probably be spreading it out a little bit more. But uh, Taylor Tatum is a guy that the composite had at, at RB1. He was not my RB1, but uh, certainly some scouts that do this for a living really like this kid. Um, again, he he's a guy that, is going to make his money in the receiving game. Um, he's a one-cut runner, has the speed. Size is adequate for college with a you know potential to pack on a little bit more and get where he needs to be. Um, I thought it's nice vision. Definitely has like legit athleticism. Um, you know, again, was in that like top tier of the athletic testing, uh, athletic measurables. But campus to Canton, uh, can he get on the field right away? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Sawchuck's good. He's probably the same player as Sawchuck here, but I don't think that Sawchuck is necessarily better than Tatum, but they're probably playing for the same snaps here, right? So um, obviously you, you're much lower than uh, Tatum, than the consensus on Tatum. What did you not like? I mean, 7.7 .7 yards per attempt is – you know, fine. It's not super impressive to me. I mean, I want my truly elite backs to be at like 10. So um, I think I have a, an issue with that. Um, he doesn't have a ton of like receiving tape, um, you know, six receptions as a senior. Um, that should be a part of his game, um, but it, it really doesn't seem like it is, at least not. He wasn't asked to do it in high school, at least. Um so I just I just had some question marks with Tatum and I, I I like some other guys who are who you know there are other guys in this class who I see, I look at and I'm like that guy has a role even if it's not a three down back and I like that a little more than the guy who's you know a questionable maybe three down back um, but mm -hmm. I don't see like Taylor Tatum as like you know he's going to get on the field as a bruiser or he's going to get on the field as a scat back um, so I don't know I like some other guys yeah, more I get it fair. And one of those guys is my next pick, who we don't have a card for, but that is James Peoples. Um, Peoples is going to Ohio State, and while we love to talk about Ohio State wide receivers, they've also turned out some some decent running back, at least production, over the last few years, even if it's not really been um, great transitions to the NFL for these guys. But um, Peoples has great size. I mean, um, trying to pull it up, 5'9". 200, 200 yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, he's playing in an RPO system in high school. So, you know, he, he, he's kind of ready for that college level offense. I think um, he, he really has to think for himself sometimes in that, in that role and not just, you know, you know, just immediately just go through the hole that the, the play is called for. Um, I, I think he's really good at manipulating lanes um, and he's explosive and gets into his top speed quickly. Um, so I, I like James Peoples a lot more than um, some other people. And I think it, it's obvious that he's going to Ohio State. So he's he's a guy that's talented. I mean, <laughs> Ohio State doesn't really recruit those guys who aren't that great. So um, I'm a big fan of James Peoples, so I will take him here. 
Yeah, you know, I like Peoples quite a bit as well. He runs with aggression, definitely plows guys over. There wasn't a ton of guys at the top of this class that really had that combination of explosiveness and physicality, and uh, Peoples has that. So, uh, yeah, I would also be stoked to be getting them there if I was you. Uh, I took a guy that's obviously a deeper cut that came up both, I think, in our running back show and our three-star show here. Let me share his card. Oh, God, sorry. This is really messy. Johan Cardenas. <laughs> you keep I'd talking. I think Adventist. I have one for him, actually. Oh. <laughs> well, I put something up. So he's going to Vanderbilt. He's going to SEC, but Vanderbilt is recruits well. They just get their uh, legs cut out uh, at the last minute by other teams that are have more rep better programs but man this kid is big he is fast he is strong he caught passes in high school all three of you alf and myself agree that this kid does not look like a three-star we think he's going to be going here in drafts uh later this spring so you know what i'm going to get ahead of it i made the mistake on the ashton jaunty year of, of not prioritizing him as much as i needed to <laughs> and i liked him i just people were taking him here in drafts in the mid-second and, uh, you know, that, I've, I've paid for that mistake, so I don't want to make it again because I do think Cardenas is a talented kid. Yeah, I mean, I like Cardenas a lot. I think this is a little earlier than I would draft him. Um, I, I do see the jaunty comp, but I think, like, if we were talking about Cardenas going to a Boise State-level program, I would agree. Um, but but going to Vanderbilt, I think he's going to have tough sledding, even if he does take over the job fully, um, playing against an SEC schedule, you know, behind their subpar offensive line. I, I do think it might be tough for him to really show out at Vandy. Um, but if he does, you know, he could be he could be London Humphreys. He could be Ray Davis. He could be any of these guys who, you know, play at Vandy and show out a little bit and then move on to a better program, whether it be Kentucky or Georgia or something like that. Yeah. Um, so. I definitely can, can understand the pick. I think that's what you're betting on for him here. He's not going to be at Vandy as a sophomore if he's the player that you want to take here. Mm -hmm. For sure. With my next pick, the 209, I took Walker White. Went ahead and stacked my Perry Thompson pick with his quarterback of the future. Um, I think White is kind of one of the more raw quarterback prospects in this class you know a 61 percent completion percentage as a senior isn't really inspiring um but he just has so many projectable traits um a cannon of an arm you know escapability in the pocket um and you know a good base just a strong kid um like everything you kind of want i think he's a good leader too um so i I have a lot of faith in Walker White to develop under Hugh Freeze. Um, I'm not sure he's ready to get thrown into the fire in year one, but he's a player that I like long-term with his uh, his traits and his upside. So I went ahead and took him here as the fifth quarterback off the board, which is right in line with my rankings. So, Yeah, I was looking at him too, and I think Walker White is pretty much Bo Nix as a recruit, and that's not an insult. Bo Nix was like the QB two or three in his class. Um, but he's got the same traits. Uh, hopefully he's going into a substantially better situation than Bo Nix did and is going to try to play hero ball as an 18-year-old in the SEC because that did not work out great for Bo for some time. Um, all right, my next pick 
was a guy that we both were uh, trying to be sneaky on, um, Mike Matthews, and I I gotcha on this one. Um, hold on, let me throw his card up. Sorry, I keep forgetting which ones we have the cards for and which ones we don't. Uh, don't see it. Maybe I forgot. Whatever. It's, it's not we can roll without it. So, yeah, Mike, Mike Matthews, uh, wide receiver, heading to Tennessee. Uh, I mean, this is a kid that I thought had really as good tape as anybody in this class. Uh, he's 6'1", he's 180, he's a high four-star. I mean, he's an outside wide receiver. He's got good size. He runs routes. And again, I'm a sucker for routes. If you're running routes that, to me, look like they have the potential to develop into an NFL route runner as a high school kid, I am going to draft you over and over again. Um, he's not as fast as the top couple of guys, but I mean, he had a full route tree, really running the whole compliment, going to a system that airs it out. Nothing to dislike about Matthews. Probably not going to fall this far in actual drafts. Yeah, Matthews is a guy who I accidentally hit backspace on the cell that I have him in my ranking sheet. <laughs> so I just totally forgot he existed or else I would have drafted him probably like two picks ago. Um, I'm a big fan of Mike Matthews. I mean, he he has a great mixture of both like speed and jumping ability. Um, and I think that will make him a, a highly sought after target in this Tennessee offense. Um, you know, I, I think he's faster than you're giving him credit for even. Um, I mean, there's there's rumors that he tested in the 4-4 range um, on, on a 40 before a senior season. So nice. I don't think there's a ton that he needs to improve, you know, right off the bat. But I think I do think there's some little things that he can get even better at. And I think Tennessee's a great place for him to do that. So um, big fan of Mike Matthews, big fan of this pick. I, with the 2-11, went to the other UT, the fake UT, if you will. Um, and I drafted Aaron Butler. Um, he was slated to go to Colorado for some time, and I was a much bigger fan when that was the case, um, which I probably shouldn't have been because Colorado's wide receiver room is stacked too. But I, I do think Aaron Butler might have trouble getting on the field as a freshman, um, especially at Texas. You know, they bring in Isaiah Bond, they bring in um, Matthew Golden, they even bring in the, the kid from Oregon State, um, Anthony Gold. So I mean, just lots of guys there. Obviously, they, they bring back the guy from last year, too, that we that we liked. What is his name that I can't remember? Cook? Yeah, Jontae Cook. Um, so a lot of guys in his way, but I, I think Aaron Butler's an, an insane athlete. Um, he's another guy who, you know, played wide receiver and corner in high school and was, like, good enough to be recruited at both positions. Um, so that that is another area of concern is that he could end up being moved to the defensive side of the ball. But he seems – pretty set on wanting to play wide receiver. Um, so I, I do think he'll he'll end up there. And I, I like his his traits a lot. I think he's super athletic, uh, super good at the catch point, and just like, um, you know, has those projectable traits to the NFL. So I like Aaron Butler a lot. Yeah. All right. Keep it moving. Um, I didn't have a ton on Aaron Butler. I like what you like about him. I drafted the other Texas incoming freshman here. Uh, Ryan Wingo is a top eight um recruit in the class uh for the composite he's a different mold than butler right wingo is bigger you know big tall big tall guy run fast 210 pounds um but man, i liked his tape like wins downfield smooth breaks um it did some yak work right like these are stuff that i love in a big wide receiver 
we're all going to suffer the same problem here, right? Like maybe one of these guys gets some snaps this year. The other one almost certainly doesn't unless there's like serious injuries, right? Because there's a lot of veteran talent ahead of them. Uh, I mean, it's really going to be like Golden and Cook, we think, uh, as the go-to guys this year. Uh, and then probably and know, Bond. Sevian Red. What? And Bond. <laughs> and Bond. Yeah, right, right. Bond. Yeah, I didn't even think about him. So, you know, these guys are going to get rotational snaps. Uh, that's all I want to see, really. I mean, they get on the field. I don't – maybe they break the year one zero, some bowl games or whatever. But, um, you know, we're getting a little bit deeper in the rankings. And we okay taking an upside shot here uh, on talent. So These are, I think these Kyle, are two for, guys – these are two guys that I'm really going to be watching out for next month um, in terms of like for sure. spring camp news. Um, for sure. Because, yeah. Yeah. This is the type of player where a deafening silence in spring camp is going to just like, I just will, I'll draft three stars instead. I don't care. You know, <laughs> they're not getting any love. Um, all right. I will briefly th- throw up the third screen. Kyle, you think maybe we just talk it through speed style? Because we definitely did not manage the time well. <laughs> I'm sorry, probably. I don't know. I think it. I love mock drafts. I think we can keep going for as long as we want. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's do let's do ten minutes on this. Let's try to keep it to you know about a minute a pick. Okay. Well, I took David Eziomume, um, the man that I am so happily calling the tractor. Um, the tractor. Um, apparently, David I'm tractor. Con- Eziomume. <laughs> I'm contra- I'm contractually obligated by UK to say the tractor every time we bring up david has you move right now gonna make it a thing Um, hey you guys are out here all three of you watching right now the tractor let's make it a thing (laughs) he is built like one for sure um and he's going to orange so i guess he's a kubota so Um, (laughs) big Ah. guy like massive massive human being runs fast um he's a guy he's one of those guys who i think has a role as a running back so um when we were talking about Tatum, this is one of the guys I have ahead of him because he has a role. So I like Ezumume quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, big man, run very fast. Uh, lots of things to like about him. Uh, I'm also in on Ezumume. Uh, Damond Williams, Kyle cursed me for this pick. Um, you know, uh, although our Lord and Savior DeBoers is out of Washington. We are all a fan of the new coaching staff there as well. And we do expect them to keep it humming. And uh, I, another one of us can find a reason where DeMond Williams doesn't have a shot at snaps this year. And th- this is an exciting player. I mean, he, he, he can do everything, <laughs> right? Just literally has the downfield arm, has the electric rushing ability, you know, Kyler William-esque in the profile here. Um, going to a system that just saw Noah Fafita be really, really successful last year. Uh, lots to like about this kid. Not much to throw to right now, and that might be an issue. But um, Jeremiah Hunter. Uh, yeah. Jeremiah Hunter is great. Yeah. I thought he was maybe in, maybe out. But do, did he definitely? Maybe. You might be right. Uh, yeah. Know. Yeah. So there was a rumor he was going to move again. But uh, the problem with DeMond, obviously, is he's fucking tiny. <laughs> like, you know, like even Kyler's like, 5'11 or something, right? 5'10. Um, Demond Williams is substantially shorter. So maybe not in the NFL future, but this could be a kind of guy that's, you know, like a top five QB for three years for CFF. Uh, and then, hey, you know, crazier stuff has happened. Kyler Williams went 101. Maybe Demond Williams gets his bones stretched and he's 5'10 by the time he graduates. I don't know. 
I, maybe I don't know. <laughs> There's surgeries for that, I think. I don't know. There um, is, yeah. He's yeah, gonna Matt, make Matt, you like hundred million dollars. You fucking do it. <laughs> um, Matt Bruning was with us for our quarterback show, and and he said that you know he he wouldn't be surprised if Devon Williams was five eight. So at that, that point, it's just like zero NFL upside, but. I mean, the, the high school stats are incredible. 76.6% completion percentage, 34 passing touchdowns with three interceptions, and then adds 1,000 yards on the ground with 20 rushing touchdowns. I mean, the Jetfish system will, will let him do all those things that he likes to do, and uh, if he continues to do that, he's a he's a CFF superstar. So um, I love Damon Williams, definitely someone I'm targeting in this range. The guy I picked next is Courtney Crutchfield um, heading to Missouri. I think he has like a similar skill set to, you know, a Luther Burden, even if he's not quite the talent. I mean, not very many people are, um, but but this kid is like the, the best player in Arkansas in this year in this year's class. Um, 24-7 comped him to C.D. Lamb. Um, he is a like a three-level guy. He, um, he's one of those guys who at six foot two with, you know, great bounce, He's, he's open even when he's not. Um, he has great arm extension. Um, I, I just think this is a guy who can really succeed in this Missouri system um, that just continues to pump out wide receivers, at least for the CFF level. So um, I like Courtney Crutchfield a lot more than um, I probably let on during our wide receiver show. So finally get to call his name out on this show. Yeah. I said, who, who's that? But I get it. I, I get it. So, um, Next, I took Alex Green. Uh, he's going to Tulsa. Obviously, a little bit lower-level program there, but uh, this is a kid that we were watching his film. I was like, why the hell is he a three-star? You know what I mean? Like, definitely has a kind of profile where I will be shocked if he is not excellent at a G5 level and that I would fully expect him to be making a transfer up if he is who we think he is. But just the kid has just, like, serious ball skills, open all of the field. You know, maybe he isn't the the, the peak athlete that, um, you know, that the P5 schools are looking for. Obviously, you know, average size, um, but just making plays. Uh, he played with Aaron Nolan in high school, and it was just touchdown pass after touchdown pass. Not Aaron Nolan. Which one was it? Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, it was Aaron Nolan. I thought it was Heine. No. It was Will Hammond. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I like Alex Green a lot. I think going to Tulsa, he has the opportunity to definitely get on the field as a freshman um, and continue to just roll after that even. So I like Alex Green, too. Um, I took House Heine next, um, the, the the German, I guess. Uh, what's a good good word? German runner. I don't know. He's super fast. Um, super fast <laughs> for a white guy. A thousand super rushing yards as a senior. Sixty-six percent completion percentage. That's. I'm not sure if that word's allowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm German. I can say. But have you guys? <laughs> um, productive as, as a high school player, just like super athletic. I think um, he's a guy who can like really thrive in the Sunny Dykes system if um, he's ever given the opportunity. Um, he's similar to DeMond in my mind and, and a guy who's like more CFF oriented than Debbie oriented. And that's why, despite him being my QB 10 and Debbie, I did take him here um, just because I think he can score me points on the college side. And this is like a, a C2C level draft. So 
Um, yeah, I like House Heine for for that purpose, even if he's not necessarily an NFL player. Yeah, I think players like Heine and Demond that if they are doing what we want them to, you can trade them for a profit right down the line. Uh, if you're not a competitor in CFF and it's their junior year, their senior year, you, you can you can trade them for a good pick. I, I do think they'll probably slide a little bit further than this um, by the time some more players get spring hype and things like this. Like, I don't think you'll have to take these guys early third, um, but, you know, definitely worth the value. I took Jarek Gibson next here. He's going to Texas. Um, I like Gibson a lot, man. I honestly really liked his film about as well as anyone's in this class. Um, just all the things I like in a running back, except – <laughs> that was really <laughs> the thing with him just you know only nine receptions um but man he is explosive he is aggressive just you, there's no arm tackling him on his high school tape um i i didn't and, and not only was there not a ton of passing work he kind of seemed like a body catcher like some of the other guys like they caught a few passes but they were split out wide and it was like a corner road or so, route or something and i'm like okay cool you have some you know abilities a receiver uh he just really didn't do that um, you know, and also going to be tough to get snaps this year behind Blue and Baxter. But man, I think the kid's a a, a good pure runner. Uh, I think he's going to be at least a good college back. And even you see, look what happened, Jonathan Brooks. Man, like you know, was a relief role. Now he's a day two NFL pick. So uh, this can happen. Uh, obviously, he'd have to redevelop the receiving chops. We just don't haven't seen him do it. Yeah, I don't know. To me, he's he's not. He's not Brooks. He's more Keelan Robinson. If we're talking about Texas guys who are in this draft class, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's a guy who ever really breaks onto the field. Um, the five point eight yards per attempt is a massive red flag for me. Obviously, the lack of receptions a massive red flag for me. Um, Gibson's a guy that I'm not going to have a single share of this year. So, um, but I, I, I kind of understand it. He is a, he is an athlete, so. I will give you yeah, that. He's playing at IMG, dude. He's not running over like farm kids, you know. I, you know, IMG played that fake school two years ago, so he should have run it all over them. <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving. Kyan Barry Johnson. Yeah, I mean, this is another guy who was a star on our our, our three star show, five ten one sixty two, but also this is, is insane at the catch point. Um, you know, really attacks the football very well. Um, had 22.9 yards per reception last season as a se- senior goes to Wisconsin where, you know, in the Phil Longo offense, Phil Longo like jerks off to slot wide receivers. So um, Kean Barry Johnson possibly going into that mold, going into that, that, that role in his offense could be a huge producer and a future NFL player even maybe. Yeah. All right. And this next one I ripped off right from Kyle uh, with malice. Uh, Cornell Hatcher Jr., who is one of one of one of Kyle's favorite three stars. Uh, this kid is a 91st percentile speed, 83rd percentile power, 4,000 career rush yards in high school, averaged 188 yards a game as a senior. Um, I mean, this kid just can ball. He, he was, he's a fun watch. Uh, he's going to Oregon State, where we've seen Damian Martinez be awesome. You know, so I think. You and I are both seeing him perhaps as the successor to Damian Martinez in a system that likes to run, run, run. And um, obviously probably will be look a little bit different by that point, but nonetheless, um, 
the system is known for recruiting uh, a certain type of player. And look, Martinez could well be a, a day two guy if he, you know, plays well again this year. If not, he's certainly a day three guy with upside in the NFL draft in 2025. Um, so a lot of things to like here about Hatcher and his uh, setup here in college. Yeah. Um, you hit the nail on the head. He ran for 2000 yards as a senior against modern day and St. John Bosco and Bishop Gorman and um, a, a really high level schedule and somehow didn't get offers. So um, I don't get it, but we'll, we'll, we'll draft him like we understand. So my next pick was Terry Boosie. Um, I think this is maybe another guy who it's, it's still questionable what he's going to be doing um, because he is still listed as an athlete. There is still a possibility he's playing on the defensive side of the ball, but he is, is an athlete. Like <laughs> he is an insane athlete. Um, like great track numbers, a 10, 6, 6, 100, meter dash, um, great jumping numbers, played like basketball, baseball, track, and football as a, as a high schooler. So multi-sport athlete, um, was playing in Texas, but, you know, was at a smaller school level of Texas high school football. Um, with that in mind, he was asked to play quarterback because, you know, best athlete on the team is getting the ball every time, no matter what, you know. Um, but he was – Super productive as a quarterback, you know, as a junior at, at quarterback, 2,000 yards passing, 2,500 yards rushing, 70 total touchdowns. Uh, and on defense in his first three years, he, he had 300 tackles and 24 interceptions. So this is a guy who's just super athletic, um, and I'm willing to take that bet in the third round. Going to Texas A&M, a team that just lost Evan Stewart, just lost Anaya Smith to the draft, doesn't have a ton at wide receiver, um, and – I'll, I'll take this, you know, you know, this quick twitch athlete with, with high level speed um, and hope that he turns into a legit wide receiver. Yeah, nope. I love it. And there's a ton of opportunity there. There's the one kid I like still. It's like Rogers, Noah, something like that. Noah I Thomas. can't remember his name. Noah Thomas. Yeah, he was good. But I, I got, other than that, it's like, who's, who's playing there? Who's Muhammad? It's like, right? Job, that's it's just, like Moose Muhammad and Jabri Barber. Yeah, right. So the kid's gonna kid's gonna get an opportunity as long as he can develop and it's worth taking the shot. Um, I, I I'm kind of in the same vein here. I mean, Zion Kearney uh, was a guy that Austin liked as a top twenty type guy. Consensus has him the top thirty type guy. Six two two ten going to Oklahoma has some good tape. Just kind of like solid outside wide receiver, getting some separation, uh, some releases. Uh, does some good work after the catch. And look, I mean, Jackson Arnold is a guy that you and I both think is top five college quarterback right now at worst. And um, yeah, there's some players there. Uh, I, I like Petaway. I like Nick Anderson, but I don't see why, um, you know, Zion Kearney can't earn some snaps there and go on and become a Debbie piece. Uh, so we got there. Yeah, I'm curious if he can get on the field year one. Um, I'm not sure I see it. Um, Andrew Anthony's coming back. Um, you know, Nick Anderson was was great. Quasi Petaway yeah. is kind of a similar role, but uh, already has a year in the system. So I don't know. Um, I'm not quite sure I, I see it. Curry is competing with I, Anderson, really. He's, he's more of that archetype to yeah. me. But, yeah, I hear you. It's a fair bet. Um. 
my next pick with the my last pick in the draft, 311. Um, you know, probably not a guy I would actually take at 311, but you know, I, I got to get him in there, and we're we're out of picks, so I took Caleb Osborne. Um, the quarterback headed to Toledo. We talked about him uh, ad nauseum with the, on the three star episode with Alfred. Um, this is a guy who who led the nation last year in total yards, passing plus rushing. So, um, three thousand five hundred passing yards, seventy three percent completion percentage, um, and then eighteen hundred rushing yards on eight point seven yards per attempt um, at the quarterback position. Headed to the MAC. I think this is a future CFF superstar. Um, not a lot of competition in that room right now. I think he could be a guy who, you know, is leading this team as a true freshman. So um, I like Caleb Osborne a lot uh, as a future CFF guy. So I will take him here. And then yeah, you took the guy that I should have taken, but forgot. Yeah. About. Yeah. Samaj <laughs> Jones, it's another Kyle special. Um, if you're not familiar with the name, he, uh, he, he, Followed behind Kyle McCord at St. Joseph's Prep, uh, starter as a sophomore. He is second in, uh, oh my God, Pennsylvania uh, history passing yards uh, behind only McCord. Um, won two state titles there, and he is going to a fun system at Cincinnati. Look, Emory Jones went from washed out to CFF superstar last year. And I see a kid here with uh, a better pedigree um, and a, a real shot to be just a monster in that Cincinnati system. Um, obviously, you know, might have some speed bumps with Cincinnati now being a P5 team, but uh, we believe in the system. We believe in the talent. I think this is a kid that is going to be a worthy selection in your supplementals. Yeah. You can probably take him a little bit later than this, unless the hype gets out of control and then, um, you might want to do what you got to do. Uh, really, like third round, I'm like probably not taking CFF only guys unless I think they're going to win your league, right? Um, but you know, I think Kyle and Although, I both are excited. Yeah, the other thing though is that we're only drafting freshmen, so there's no you know guys right. who are on the way. Yeah, this would probably be down. fifth round, sixth round pick if there was. Yeah, right, because the whole second round, half the third round would have been uh, vets. You know, so I'm with you. All right, man. Any uh, wrap-up thoughts on this? I mean, this was a lot of fun. I know Kyle said we could have gone several more rounds. We would have been here for three hours tonight, so that wasn't uh, in the cards. For What's us. wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> I do like your company. I do like talking to myself on TV screen. So, uh, yeah, lots of fun. Look, if you guys uh, enjoy this kind of content, make sure you're subscribing to the show. We really want to kind of build our base here. We're making an effort to give you a little more polish, a little more flair. Uh, a little bit better quality of content this year. And we want you to pay us back by subscribing, by liking, by resharing the videos, by following Kyle and myself. We really appreciate your support. And let us know if this is something that you guys like. Give us some reviews. Right, we would love that, man. We would love the support. So um, I think that's about it for this one. We're probably going to pivot to kind of Dynasty NFL draft content pretty quickly soon. Not sure what we're doing next week yet, but we're going to keep this content coming all off season. We're going to move into our team previews, our big board after the NFL draft. Uh, those shows are a lot of fun. And um, we're going to try to get some guests on this year and spice it up a little bit. So uh, from Kyle, from myself, we appreciate you guys. Have a good night. <laughs>